Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey, it's another week here at Board Games Daily. Thanks for joining us. Today's show is jam-packed with some fun stuff. We have some Kickstarter news about a million-dollar campaign. That's kind of surprising, at least to me anyway. We have the Game Night Cage Fight of the Week that we want you to weigh in on. And finally, we have a first impression from yours truly about Feudum. You're lucky I'm able to record it and that I'm not still listening to the rules of that game. Holy cow. Listen in to find out what I mean. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week's Game Night Cage Fight. And in this corner, two games enter and one game leaves. Who wins, you decide. Vote on this week's cage fight by going to Twitter at Board Games Daily or call in 216 352 3864. Hey everyone, it is Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Coming to you with this week's Game Night Cage Fight. This week it is Lords of Waterdeep versus Champions of Midgard. Now, I keep hearing these games compared to each other. I don't feel like they're similar. I've never played one and went, oh, that was a whole lot like this other one. But I keep hearing that compared. Oh, I, I have love Champions of Midgard, so I don't need to play Lords of Waterdeep anymore, and vice versa. I'm not sure I see it, but I've heard it from enough people that I'm going to put the cage fight out there. See what people think. See if they think it's actually an apt comparison, and if so, which one they prefer. Now, you can decide within this uh, you know, question whether you want to include expansions or not. I think the Scoundrels of Skullport doesn't add a whole lot to the game. In other words, it doesn't make it vastly different. Whereas the expansion for Champions of Midgard, especially the Valhalla one, really does change things a lot. It, cha- makes, it changes it from you don't want anybody to die to eh, maybe people dying isn't that bad. You get some points and get some cool stuff. So however you want to look at that, wherever you want to add or not add, that's fine. But the cage fight this week is Champions of Midgard versus Lords of Waterdeep. Now, for me, I, this is a really tough one, actually. I don't know that it's an apt comparison. Like I said, I, I, never, I don't feel like they're super similar other than worker placement. But, um, shoot. Okay, so this weekend I played Lords uh, Champions of Midgard with both expansions, and I really liked it a lot. Like, I had played the base game, but uh, this really added quite a bit to me. I still have problems with the game. And so I think I'm still going to pick Lords of Waterdeep and especially with the Skulls, Scoundrels of Skullport expansion, which I think is excellent. I think I still prefer that, though it's close. Um, so for me, this cage fight goes to champions. Uh, <laughs> Lords of Waterdeep. It goes to Lords of Waterdeep. 
<laughs> what do you think? Is it an apt comparison? Which one do you prefer and why? Let us know in the comments. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more Board Game Buzz as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. Hey everyone, it's Firestone here coming to you with a first impression of Feudum. Now this is a heavy hand resource management economic kind of game published by Oddbird Games and designed by Mark Swanson. came out in 2017 and there are about 700 different expansions for it, including one that was on Kickstarter recently. None of uh, us have played it here at uh, Board Games Daily or Theology of Games, but I had a chance this weekend to play it, and I've always been intrigued by it. It is it has this interesting color palette, and it's getting quite good reviews. And I thought, okay, let's do this. One of my friends spent, and he, I believe him, he spent seven hours researching this game, reading the rule book multiple times, watching playthrough videos start to finish to get an idea how to play, all this stuff. So when he asked, I mean, he basically was like, will you guys please play this? Because I have invested so much time in this that if we end up never playing it, I'll be so upset. So we were all like, oh yeah, that's, you know, we were all kind of intrigued and we wanted to do it. And a different guy owned the game. So we learned Feudum. And it is the it has the distinction of being the single longest rules explanation I have ever sat through. And that is not this guy's fault. Trust me. But it was too hours long. He was not reading the rule book cover to cover, which actually might have taken a shorter time, but still, he did it well, he did it right, and it still took two solid hours. It was unbelievable. So we all get done with that, and we thought, this game had better be amazing for this payoff. And we start playing, and we see how these things work, and we start going, yeah, this is cool. Actually, this is pretty cool. And we're playing, and the game itself was three hours. Again, a first game for all of us, four players, three hours. So total, this game took five hours. I have had games of Twilight Imperium 3 take less time than this game did. It's insane. There are all of these guilds set up that people will become the guild master of or the um i can't remember what the second place is and they get to do various actions you put your pawns on the board and they are like a character this is all kind of medieval kind of stuff so you might have a monk you might have a knight you might have a farmer and they're going around and getting influence and getting goods and everything is interconnected and everything is important and Maybe one of the biggest detriments to this game is that every single time something on the board changes, the board state changes in any way, you have to check all of the guild, check the guilds that were involved to see if the person is still the guild master and if any of that's changed because it's really important for scoring and for what you can do and all this crazy stuff. So there is so much fiddliness to this game. Tiny rules exceptions to everything. Having to check the board every time. And it's easy to forget. And if you forget, it's like a major big deal. Oh, some of the game is really cool, though. You have, you'll play four cards. You have like a card, hand of, I think, 12 different cards. And you'll play four of them every turn. 
one at a time, ding, 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 and then goes back around again. So you can change the order. Like if something on the board happens, you can change the order of the cards you're going to play. But basically, you can't, you can't like suddenly swap in one of the other cards. You have to make your decision ahead of time, and then the order you play them matters. That is really interesting. I like that a lot. Each card has multiple layers of things you can do, which adds to the complexity, which adds to the rules explanation. It's really, there are so many cool things about this, but <laughs> oh man. And the aesthetic. I was always fascinated by it, the colors, and but the board is massive. There's so much going on, and they managed to wreck the, the aesthetic of it, the, the design. There are multiple paths across the board. Some of them are roads. Some of them are streams. Some of them are, um, you can use waves to go places on a ship. Some places have bubbles because only a submersible can go there. The bubbles and the waves look remarkably similar, even if you're sitting right in front of them. In fact, once in the game, I moved my boat across the path and they said, oh, sorry, Scott, actually, that's just bubbles. It's ridiculous. And the, these words are coming out of my mouth. I can't even believe it. But, um, oh, it's, it's bubbles, Scott, not waves. You can't move there. Terrible design choices on this. I was sitting in front of it and I couldn't tell the difference. And they use tiny, tiny iconography. They're tiny little cube symbols on the cards and they're small. And it was difficult for non-colorblind people to tell what color it was. And it was really hard for me. At one turn, I played down my cube and everyone goes, oh, Scott, sorry, that's a brown, not a green. Well, I had no idea. Thankfully, they understood that and took pity on me and said, you can just play it as if it were the other color because you would have set it up such that you could play that other color. But it was ridiculous. This happened multiple times where design choices trumped function. I was missing things. I couldn't tell what they were. It's so bad and terrible. Uh, I don't know. I know this, this thing is going on forever, but believe me, it's not as long as the rules explanation for feudum. Some great ideas, some cool mechanisms, but it is not worth the payoff of five hours. So the truth is I would play this game again, probably, but I would only play it with people who know how to play and no one else in our group knows how to play. And so I could only play with those exact people or some subset of them. And I just don't know that I want to do it. There's so many little fiddly things. And I, I feel like there are other games that do these things and do them better and do them cleaner and do them more clearly. Feudum is just a hot mess of a game. I probably still give it a six or a six and a half, but oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You better set aside a lot of time for this and you better be clear on things and you better have grace with people who are going to miss things. It's crazy banana pants nuts. Did I have fun? I can't, not really. Did I hate it? Not really. Did I love it? Definitely not. It's just this weird mix of crazy stuff. So that's my first impression of Feudum. I know I was all over the place, but so is this game. I want to like it. I don't like it. It's crazy. And there you go. Feudum, first impression. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Coming to you with a little bit of Kickstarter news. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we reviewed Terraforming Mars, and I, at least, am a big fan of this game. I love the expansions. I love so much about this game. One of the things I hated about this game was the player boards, which are utter garbage, and we gave some options for new ones. Well, 
Now there is an expansion that is on Kickstarter right now for only two more days, and it includes player boards, dual layer player boards so that you can keep your pieces in there. So that is my guess as to why this thing just crossed $1 million, which is insane to me. It's an expansion, a pretty small expansion really for a pretty popular game. And it's at a million dollars. I can't even believe that. But I have to think that a huge part of it is getting those boards because you need something because the ones that came with it are garbage. And this campaign is giving you five boards included and they will not be a part of the retail release. So I think that's why people jumped on and it's just crazy. But at any rate, this game is like a gamer's expansion. It's supposed to be quite deep, quite complex, and it introduces a whole new thing where you're trying to lobby and gain the influence of this terraforming committee. And so we're not sure exactly how that works, but it's much more complex. It's much more in-depth. There are global events that will affect the whole board. You're trying to lobby for these votes to get your things passed. Heavy. Plus those player boards. It's a million bucks right now. It's on for two more days. So if you like terraforming Mars and you want to get those boards, you better hop on fast because it seems like everybody else has. I have too. I'm I'm a backer. So anyway, there's some news for you. A million bucks for terraforming Mars. Wow. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.